Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. You're listening to Truth Talks with Tara. The purpose of this podcast is to help you know, love, and live God's word. My name is Tara, and I'm your host slash new best friend. Each week, we'll dive into the depths of scripture together. We'll answer questions that we all have as believers, have hard but good conversations, unpack passages in the Bible, and have deep, encouraging conversations with some amazing guests. My prayer is that God would use this podcast to grow your love and knowledge of his word so that you can live for him more. Are you ready, friend? Let's get into it. Okay, friend, I can't explain or put into words how excited I am about today's episode and the amazing friend, mentor, and guest that we have on the show. We have the one and only Ruth Cho Simons, one of my favorite Christian authors. And honestly, I wouldn't mind if I grew up to be just like Ruth. Today in our conversation, we're talking about her new book that comes out next week if you're listening to it on launch day, October 12, 2021, When Strivings Cease. And to follow the theme of the book, in today's conversation, we're talking about how to quit the endless cycle of striving and actually live in God's grace and what God's grace is. It's no surprise that we live in a culture that we're programmed to do, 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 and strive and keep trying to earn favor, to earn accolades and find our identity in that. When God actually says that he did everything through his grace on the cross and we don't have to strive endlessly for our identity in that. And so Ruth breaks down a beautiful explanation of God's grace and how to stop running ourselves so ragged. So if you can relate to this, if you can relate to the exhaustion of striving, this conversation is for you. We will have the links to her book to pre-order, to order in the show notes. So make sure to go grab a copy. This book will just change your life and change your perspective on God's grace in a new, fresh way. So without further ado, here is my conversation with my sweet friend, Ruth. 
Hey friends, welcome to Truth Talks with Tara. Like I said earlier, today's conversation is a sweet one. We haven't started yet, but I already know it's been such a blessing to my heart already. We have the amazing Ruth Cho Simons on the podcast. Yes, that is real. I am so, so excited about this morning. So Ruth, thank you for taking the time to just really be here with us and to share your heart about this new book and this message. I know it's been a wild, you know, couple mm-hmm. months or just really ride for you. So please introduce yourself to those who may not know you. Tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do and all the good things. Oh, Tara, thanks so much for having me. I am Ruth Jo Simons. I am a mama to six boys. My oldest is 19 and my youngest is eight. And my husband, Troy, and I have been married for 23 years. I am an author and an artist and the founder of gracelaced.com. In a previous season in my life, I was a pastor's wife. My husband and I founded a school. We've just ministered locally in a lot of different ways. But in this particular season, I get to share my love for God's word and for the gospel um, around the world and through the internet and through the books that I write and the products we send out through Grace Laced. And so I'm super grateful to get to talk to you today, Tara. Thanks so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Of course the honor is mine. I have loved getting to witness grace laced and then now these books and this ministry and uh, so, so special to have you speak it into so many lives and, um, just love too that you're a a boy mama of so many. (laughs) My husband comes from a all boy family too. There's only three boys, but, but still, yeah. So he's the oldest of three. Um, and his, his, I was telling my, his mom the other day, my mother-in-law, and she's like, man, I relate mama bear to the max. (laughs) So it's, it's just so fun. Um, but I'm really, really excited about today's conversation and excited and, um, just really touched that you'd be here again, a little starstruck, but thankful. <laughs> um, as we move on, I love to get to ask my awesome guests what one of their favorite things are of the moment. This could literally be like anything we've had coffee, we've had clothes, we've had literally some random stuff, but they're amazing. And so I love to get to hear like a little snippet into someone's life and like what what makes Ruth Cho Simon's life a little bit more fun. (laughs) Oh, I love that question. Well, I'll do a superficial one and then I'll do. Yes. I love it. Yeah. So I'm really loving NARS concealer right now. I know that sounds like the silliest thing, but you know, when you're traveling a lot and when you just need that extra boost where you feel like you're put together, it's just a really good concealer. It's a little pricey, but honestly, it's just really works. So for anyone who's listening, who's Mm, like, I can't find a concealer that I love to work and, um, concealer as in like, not just to cover dark spots, but to like make your, your makeup pop a little bit better. So that's the superficial one. But then the other thing is every time I am, you know, we're just in a time where I think sometimes you're in a car alone and you feel the weight of the world and you feel the pressure and Mm -hmm. the exhaustion. And I've been reaching for the faithful album, um, which is an an album. I actually got to co-write some songs on, but, um, if, if no one's heard that it's, I mean, it's just such a good album. Um, Ellie Holcomb, uh, Amy Grant, Jenny Owens, um, me and boss camp, Sally Wood Jones, uh, Lisa Harper. I mean, I could go on and on. There's so many good authors and uh, musicians on this album, but, um, I co-wrote two of the songs on there and it's just been really encouraging to my heart because it's a, it's an album full of stories of how God's been faithful in the lives of women in scripture. And it just reminds you that he's faithful even now. So that's what I've been loving. And I, if, 
at any given time, I probably am listening to that album. Wow. Okay. I have never heard of this. I'm surprised I haven't, but really? Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I worked on it last year. And, That's amazing. Um, I co-wrote a song with um, Ellie Holcomb called Rise Up. Okay. And then I wrote one um, with Leslie Jordan from mm-hmm. All Sons and Daughters. And oh, that yeah. was called um, This Time. And uh, wow. there, it's on, you can find it on Spotify. Or okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. That's probably going to be my new like writing slash study, even just like Bible time. Oh, yes. Be blessed. Yes. It's so good. That's amazing. Okay. I can't wait. Everyone listening, Nars Concealer and the Faithful (laughs) Album. I literally love it. Like, I think those are two of like my favorite combinations of like something to do with the Lord and worship and music. And then honestly, makeup because it's girl. I know If, if I wasn't, if I wasn't, teaching God's word. I might want to style people because I really honestly, (laughs) honestly, your hair and makeup is on point. I like, I got my hair done and I'm like, Ooh, like my hair is colored now. I kind of feel like Ruth. I'm feeling it. So sweet. That is so fun. No, literally that's the best favorites. And I can't wait to listen to the album, especially, but Mm. amazing. That's so fun. I love to get a little glimpse into people's like everyday lives too. So that was great. But a conversation today, so, so excited in like, as we record in just a few weeks, something amazing is coming out and that's going to be kind of the center and the focus of our conversation today. And we're going to be talking today with Ruth about how to quit the cycle of endless striving and live in the light of God's grace. It is a, a mouthful to say, but, um, it's all summed up in, um, Ruth's new book that's coming out October 12th this year called when striving cease. So I would love for you to share with our amazing listeners, you know, how this book came to be, why did God place this message on your heart so strongly and, Mm. and what it's really, really about at the end of the day. Yeah. The book is called when striving cease, replacing the gospel of self-improvement with the gospel of life, transforming grace. And like you said, Tara it's a mouthful, but I needed a title that summed it all Mm -hmm. up because I really feel like we are um, walking down these um, bookstore aisles with so much coming at us saying, um, do better, improve yourself. Your life will be, um, ideal if you would just do one, two, and three, like you can just try harder, try harder. And you will, um, heroically claim your life the way you want it. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Yes. There's always something we can be working on. And those, those are growth books. And even if they're self-help books, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but as I have learned in my life, and this book really is the backstory to why I have a business called Mm. grace laced, why I wrote a book called grace laced, why I talk about preaching truth to myself. Um, those things came about over decades of me realizing that, um, I had really been brought up in, in between ultimately two cultures that really prioritized, um, finding favor through, Mm. um, performance, through being amazing, through, Mm. um, earning favor, right? Like just being so good academically or professionally, or just as an amazing human being, bringing honor Mm. in my Asian American context. There's so much that's calling to us. And even now, you know, through Instagram, through social media, through downloads, we can constantly measure ourselves and our successes and our wins and our gains. And the world and all the self-help books are telling us measure, 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 because as you measure, you can assess whether or not you have truly grown and you're the best version of yourself. And I want to come into this generation and say, ladies, can we please remember that the only 
true form of transformation was meant to be given through the grace of God that we learn through Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9, mm-hmm. that is nothing, has nothing to do with your good wow. works, has nothing to do with you being amazing. And that doesn't mean that the book ultimately shows us that um, rather than grace slowing us down, it actually fuels mm. us towards um, striving in grace, not striving in our own strength. Mm. So that's the heartbeat of the book. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. I think, you know, coming from your culture and just coming from your background, it's, mm-hmm. it's so evident in how that was such a theme in your life. And but I just think for any of us listening, no matter where we've grown up, um, I think it's even more evident. I was talking to a friend the other day. It's even more evident in the last, I don't know, would you say even few years of Absolutely. this idea of striving and doing more and looking better and achieving more. And mm-hmm. I mean, also I think social media has a huge, huge role to play in that, but sure. we just, we just catch ourselves striving. And, you know, I honestly, I use the word striving a lot in vocabulary and writing. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's actually not necessarily, it doesn't have to be a bad word. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's bad in the context when we strive for accolades, for superficial things, for, um, those things that aren't in grace, the things that aren't in line with the true gospel. You know, I use it a lot in my conversations, but it's this ever increasing word that I'm just striving. I'm striving, but it can be exhausting when we use it, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the culture, in the world's, you know, respect. So it's honestly become this badge of honor. So, you know, from what you've learned in your life and, you know, what God has taught you, you share that a lot of your testimony growing up has to do with this idea too. I mean, what have you seen? What are the negative side effects to wanting to do more and strive more? Because it can look really, really good. Like I've even, I've even prided myself like negatively, like it's not a good thing. I've prided myself in striving. Cause I'm like, I just, I'm such a doer. I'm so type A. Yeah. I'm, Mm-hmm. I'm just very much that way. And I've, I've been like, oh, like this is me achieving more. Why aren't you doing that? But there are actually right. some negative side effects and there might be something deeper going on in our hearts. So let's talk about that. Yeah. You know, you've absolutely captured the heart of this issue. It's not that, um, because God made us who we are. So some of us, mm-hmm. I'm like you, like I, I am really excited when I get to like achieve and work hard at something and reach a goal. And I do, I do love to strive towards, um, something I'm working at. You know, I really do care about that. And it's not that the personality is wrong. It's what we're striving for and what Mm. we think we're going to gain by striving so hard. And when we say striving, it's, if that brings a sense of exhaustion to your mind. So for your listener right now, for anyone who's listening, if the word striving makes you feel like you're never going to reach your goal, you're working so hard endlessly, then you could probably trace it back and say, is my idea of striving one where I define it? Can I really be honest and say, striving kind of looks like working tirelessly to gain something that I don't quite trust God for, Mm, because that's the kind of striving that's going to exhaust you. If you're striving because you're fueled by God's welcome, by God's love, if you're fueled because you've been a recipient of grace and you're like, my goodness, I want to make my life count. That's a fuel that doesn't make striving 
ultimately exhausting because mm. that striving is really just a, I am offering and stewarding as best as I can, but mm. you don't feel exhausted in it. So I think it has to start with, okay, what kind of striving are you part of right now? Mm, are yeah. you allowing the striving that's really because you're trying to gain something that you don't trust God for? So mm. I would say, if we're honest, Tara, I think you and I would say there are times in our lives when we stay up a little too late, when yeah. we're checking our messages a little too much, right. when we're feeling a little too much comparison, or we're trying to um, make ourselves look really amazing. Uh, and if we were really honest with that, it would be that we we're point, it's all that action is pointing to if I don't win at this moment, if I don't do the best, mm -hmm. if I'm not the best, then somehow I'm not going to be loved. I'm not going to be welcomed. I'm not going to have the belonging or the worth that mm. I feel that I need. And so let, let's just pause there for a second and say, isn't it true that we're all longing for worth yeah. and belonging mm -hmm. and acceptance and really community? And we want to be seen and known for who we really are. And if that's our core of like what we really desire, then striving plays a part in chasing after something. One of those things is what you're after mm -hmm. and your striving will reflect whether you think that comes from God or you think that comes from your hustle. And mm, so yes. that's where performance comes in, right? When we think that we have to try harder, work harder, be more amazing, buy the next book, sign up for the next webinar in order to achieve mm. or gain access to the love and the worth that we feel like is missing in our lives. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash truth talks. Wow. No, I mean, I think you nailed it. Honestly, like you said that, you know, we're all, we strive because we want worth because we want to feel known. But if you think about it, it's like, those are, those are our, because's. those are our whys. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, like you said, we're not doing it for the Lord. We're not doing it for the kingdom or for the true gospel. It really reveals where we've come from. And I think, like you said, you know, knowing yourself and kind of evaluating and saying, okay, does that word striving make me feel anxious? Does it make me feel exhausted? Does it make me feel like, ugh, I have to get up and I just, mm -hmm. I just got to do it. You know? So I think that's a really good check too. I was also thinking as you were talking, this has been a huge key in my life and 
you know, what the Lord has been doing in my ministry and some things he's been doing in the works is just this idea of self-sufficiency is mm-hmm. this idea that we think that we're people that, cause we, we live here on this earth. We have our lives, right? We call them our lives. <laughs> we have them and we say, okay, I am strong. I am capable, which God mm-hmm. has created us to be strong and capable human beings. But we kind of take that a step further and we make it about how we can work out of our own strength and that, you know, that we're, we're, we're good enough or more than enough on our own, which is the key word. But really, you know, Jesus says, Paul says our lives are not our own. And, mm. you know, Luke 9, 23, it says to deny yourself daily, lay down your cross, you know, and follow the Lord, like literally die to yourself. And so there's yeah. this, there's this war that's, that's really waging within us that I, I know that your, your book really touches on about this idea of, man, we are created to be beings that, you know, work and that, that strive, but you know, we, we get it twisted sometimes. <laughs> right. I mean, in our fallen, I mean, it really does start in the garden, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, ultimately it's that God created us for fellowship and intimacy with him. Mm-hmm. That we were created to have this complete utter dependence on him to trust him for every provision possible. And in our fallenness and in our um, self-sufficiency, we go looking for other ways to secure something because we're not quite sure if God's going to hold up his Mm. end of the deal. And so the, the amazing thing about grace is, and I think this is why God set it up this way through Jesus and why the apostle Paul was so clear about this over and over again, just that it's really grace is God saying, I will go a hundred percent the distance to rescue you. Even if you're not, even when you are incapable of coming towards me. So the truth is he came running after us, rescuing us, plucking us out of sin and despair because we really have no ability. We are completely incapable of rescuing ourselves. And so the, the reality is not, is that the, the reason why I kind of want this book to be a, a declaration that God provides from the beginning of time to, to the, the day that we meet him face to face, he's always the provider of everything we need yeah, yeah. Is, is because we keep thinking that he's kind of, I, I think I said it in the book that we kind of think of grace, um, as a cruise ship rather than a life raft wow! and that we don't yeah. really think of God's grace as being the ultimate, like saving, mm-hmm. rescuing the, the, the support that takes us to shore, wow. but that we actually go, well, I'll just hop on that cruise ship for a while because it might be comfy. It might be nice. It's nice to hold a mug that says <laughs> grace on it, you know, yeah, and, totally. And, I mean, I have a business named Grace Lace, so I get it that sometimes it's, uh, the word is just everywhere and we forget mm-hmm. how significant it is, but that's my yeah. hope. My hope is that any reader would come away with great awe and wonder about how God does everything on our behalf mm. so that we are able to come to him. Yeah. So, so beautiful. And in, in just a, just a few minutes, we're going to get kind of get into this idea of grace because that's, you know, that's a question. And that's something that I've had my whole life, you know, growing up in the church, I'm like, grace is just this really nice word. That's just mm-hmm. accompanies a lot of the gospel. When, like you said, grace is at the heart of the gospel. So I'm really excited to dive into that. But, um, I was also thinking too, a, a lot of your book has to do with this phrase and this phrase is the gospel of self-improvement. And mm-hmm. I, I love how you worded that because it's, 
it's so on point. So I would love to kind of dive into that a little bit more and talk about what the gospel of self-improvement is. There's, you know, we know there's one gospel, but what is this <laughs> gospel that we, that we've kind of taken on as a society? Yeah. Well, you know, gospel literally means a good story or good news. And I yeah. think that we have been, um, this culture has been entranced into thinking that self-improvement is our hero is mm. the good news. In fact, we even hear the phrase, be the, your own hero, be the yep. hero of your own story. And where that comes from is the idea that nobody else is going to save you or make you happy. You have to do it for yourself. Yeah. Now at some level, we get it that you have to get out of bed. You have to get out of bed and choose <laughs> right. to live your life. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it's all like that entire phrase is wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm simply saying the ultimate idea of what's truly good news of what truly will save you, what really will pull your life out of the pits and give you a breath of a new vision for life is not going to be the endless cycle of being a better version of yourself. Yeah. It's about starting over and being a new creation. Mm, and yeah. so, yeah, I, I think that we have to replace the idea that self-improvement is good news at all in our own strength mm -hmm. and replace it with transformation That's so in good. the gospel. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we think about it, the gospel of self-improvement doesn't have its own Bible. It's, I mean, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's not biblical. So if mm -hmm. we turn to that, it's like, what's, what's our basis? What are we following? We're following what we make up or what the world says mm -hmm. when as Christians mm -hmm. we're actually called to follow the, the, the word of God and, and the true yeah. gospel. And so, I mean, we get caught up in it. It's easier said than done. But if, you know, if you think about it that way, it's like, well, what are we, what are we truly following is, is sure. their answers. Right. And it makes yeah, it really yeah. clear. We got to remind ourselves of that, but, um, right. I really, really appreciate cause we just need to expose some of those things, you know, mm -hmm. in our lives sometimes, but you know, like I were talking about a little bit earlier, this idea of grace, you know, we've, we've all heard it, you know, Ruth, you have a ministry called grace laced, although God has really taught you so much more about grace. And I'm really excited to, to hear about it because again, it's this word that is cute on a mug. Like you said, it's, <laughs> it's sometimes it's just a little add on to the faith we read a verse in the Bible, but it's by grace. You've been saved. And we're like, okay, that's nice. I'm going to flip the page now. Right. Um, sometimes it's, it's lost its true meaning to us. And, and to mm. me personally, if I'm going to be very honest, but grace is a pivotal, pivotal, sorry, pivotal theme in when striving C. So mm -hmm. really, I mean, I don't know if there was a point for you, but it, was there a point in your life that you realized God's grace was fully enough and you know, uh, how, how God's grace really freed you from this rat race of hustle and striving. Yeah. You know, I absolutely felt that way where I sang songs, I sang amazing grace. I, I use the word grace a lot, mm, yeah. but I don't think I really understood until I, I think I understood the gospel in general, but it wasn't until I really wrestled with the book of Romans <laughs> the, yeah. well, really oh, yeah. all the epistles. Right. I mean, but it wasn't until I really wrestled and would say zoned in on that Ephesians two section and realized yeah. that grace, if we define it as God's unmerited favor, which, mm -hmm. you know, for those of us who are churched, we're like God's unmerited favor. And we just kind of define <laughs> it and move on, but let's right. stop real quick and say, okay, no, we don't use the word unmerited very often. And no, we don't use the word favor very often, but let's just kind of say it again in the way that we would understand that God basically welcomes us invites us into his presence, says, pull up a chair, stay forever with me. In wow. fact, cozy up, 
and lean heavy into mm. nestle yourself in me when you feel scared. I, you have every access to me possible and you don't have to earn wow. it. That's what it is. Grace mm-hmm. is him saying, you are far off from me. And I came completely after you. And I made sure that everything it takes for you to come to me, I pay for it. And I do wow. on your yeah. behalf. If we just stop and let that rock our worlds, which mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that when I'm singing Amazing Grace, yes. and I need to, we need yeah. to, definitions are important. We need to not say words, not without understanding what they really mean. Yeah. And so I think our generation and the current generation is potentially missing out on the astounding grace of God, how extravagant it is, how mind-blowing it is, because we haven't stopped to really consider what it costs and how amazing it really mm. is because we think we're so amazing instead. Ooh, yeah. You, I mean, that was convicting <laughs> right there. That last line, so, so convicting. Mm. I think whenever I'm reminded, like what you just said, which I think was summed up so perfectly, when we're reminded what the true grace of God is, it just leaves you speechless. It leaves mm-hmm. you feeling almost not bad, but just feeling like you've been punched in the gut in a good way. Like, yeah. if that makes any sense because- sure. like, you realize what Jesus did and how, how easy he made it for us. And it's like, why aren't we living in that grace? Why, why am I not telling more people about that grace? Why am I not seeing it for how it truly is? So I think when I'm really, I'm just really excited for this book and for anyone who will read it, even just for this idea of learning more about what God's grace is, because it is literally a pillar of our faith. And when, when we forget that, you know, like we start striving. So it's this vicious cycle, like you're talking about. So I am, I just love a definition. I'm going to go listen to that again over and over when I need to be reminded of what God's grace is. So that's just so powerful roots. So, so powerful. Um, as we, as we wrap up, I would just love to quickly just get a little practical. There's so much in the book, but I would just, as this conversation ends, I would just love to talk a little bit more about how you've really just kind of made this your own practically day to day. But I mean, this is a silly question, but I'm just going to ask, have you found a one and done deal or formula to stop striving and accepting God's (laughs) grace? Or what does this look like for you on a daily basis from a biblical standpoint? I appreciate that question so much because there is no one and done and the book will not solve it for you. You won't read the book or read even Ephesians two for one time through and be like, Oh, and I'm cured now. Now right. I'm never going to strive <laughs> in my own strength. Yeah. In fact, Tara, I think it's a daily thing. It's every day Amen. you have to stop and go, wait, why am I so tense? Or why yeah. did those words just come out of my mouth? Why did I get so um, grumpy when somebody didn't respond to me the right way? Mm. Or when my, when, um, you know, my friend, ignored me or whatever it is that you're like Mm kind of reacting to stop and assess yourself and go, wait, am I looking for my approval worth my belonging? Am I looking to that person, that spouse, Mm -hmm. the, um, the accolades on social media, or am I looking to achievement? Am I looking for, um, the, the downloads on my podcast followers or whether or not I get the, the exact professional, you know, like the, the promotion I want at my job. Mm -hmm. So it's just getting really practical and saying, what is causing me to feel down, blue, depressed, scared? What is it that's causing me to like run so hard and not rest? Mm -hmm. What's causing me to feel angst all the time? What's causing me to be really close fisted? 
these are just really practical questions I ask myself regularly. And not all of us are super self-aware and good at um, self-assessment, but I honestly think regardless of your personality, you have to be willing to be vulnerable and look at what mm-hmm. is causing the tension and causing you to chase so incessantly after self-improvement yeah, and okay. stop and say, okay, this is the practical part. I have to preach to myself, my true identity in Christ. And so, yes, I'm speaking to you who's listening. If you're listening and you are in Christ, then you can go straight to the word and know mm. what, what Jesus says about who you are when he is alive in you. And if you are listening and you're not yet a child of God and you haven't like given your life to Christ, then then talk to somebody about who Jesus is and really Mm -hmm. like consider, do I, am I Lord of my own life or would I like to surrender myself to the one who made me and created Mm -hmm. me and say, I give up. I'm not a good hero to myself. I am not a good rescuer and savior to my own life. And even if you're a believer, maybe you've been living like you are your own rescuer. And so then you just confess and you just say, okay, stopping right now at 1030 in the morning, I am acting like I can save myself, my own life. If I manipulate my circumstances, if I um, organize the exact situation, or if I stay up all night and work on this project, I will save myself and rescue my own life. Mm -hmm. Lord, I'm sorry that I'm trying to play God in my own life. You are God and I'm not. And so Tara, just on a practical level, number one, I do, I literally read the Bible with a lens that helps me say, help me understand your full story of redemption mm. and help me stop thinking that I am the redeemer and I'm the savior of the world. Wow. So I, I, I start there. So that's how I, I don't just go and say, help me read a verse that will help me feel better about the day. I'm like, no. God, I need to see the full picture of how you have been God from the beginning of time and you still are God and you're still on the throne. I don't need to be the king of my own life, queen of my own life, right? Yes, yes. And then on just another practical level, um, I say this a lot and I, I don't know how else to get more practical, but honestly, I think it's really important for those of us who are hustling on the internet, checking our messages, texting everybody back right away, getting all our ducks in a row, it's important to just turn things off yeah. and really step away from all the ways in your, that you're producing and actually rest and give time every day to one resting, but also be amazed at something God has done yeah. that you had nothing to do with. Mm. And, and I, I say that a lot in relation to things like sunrises and sunsets and stars yeah. because I'm, I'm a nature girl and mm-hmm. definitely get outside and experience that. But sometimes that's also about listening to a really well-crafted piece of music or enjoying the arts or talking to a friend who is going through something else. And you're seeing that the Lord is active in her life. Mm, Be amazed at something that you're not the hero of, and it will humble you and cause you to be aware and reset yourself to realize that you're not saving yourself by being better or faster or more impressive. And yeah. I think that's a really good way to end and like reset each day. Yeah, no, that's so beautiful. I love how they were so extremely practical. These, these things that you do, but they're also just, they, they're practical tools to get you back to the heart of it. Like you said, that mm-hmm. we are not God, that we cannot do it on our own and that we are in dire need of grace. And so mm-hmm. I hope y'all were taking notes, come back and listen to this. I will be, 
um, I just think that is just such amazing tools to have in our tool belt. So thank you, Ruth, so, so much for being here on the show. I can't thank you enough. I am always so touched by the time that you would give and serve and just pour out, especially with this message, but as you get ready to really release it into the world. So before we go, I would love for you just to let us know where listeners can find the book right now. It's on pre-order, but when it's out in the world, where can people buy it? How can they get their hands on it? Oh, thank you. Well, you can learn more about the book, um, at when striving cease book.com. Um, but it's available everywhere. Books are sold Amazon Christian book. Um, and it will be in stores. Did you see the announcement that it'll be at Target stores oh my gosh, around the country <laughs> on the in-cap? So please do visit a Target store and show some love there Amazing. as well. But i um, yes. super grateful. And I would love to connect to you listeners um, at my Instagram at Ruth Joe Simons on Instagram. And you can find my artwork and um, the products I hope to bless people with mm, at gracelaced.com. Yes. Perfect. I will have everything linked below because you need the book. You need to follow her online. My favorite follow such a blessing, but Ruth, I love you, sweet friend. I am so, so touched touched by this. So thank you for your service and your time. Thank you for this book. Thank you for the friendship and the mentorship you've already been to me and so many. Um, just so thankful for this conversation. Thank you so much, Tara.